Okay, so today I woke up from this really weird vision. I didn't even get to talk about my last vision. I mean, my last episode. And in this vision, I was, I didn't get to finish talking about it. I started talking about it, but I was with my family. We was walking through like this tour of this big like chapel or church or something. And then we came across a statue of Jesus Christ. And out of respect for the Lord, I just got on my knees and I started praying. When I got on my knees and I started praying for Jesus, all I know is everybody started praying with me. And then next time I I looked around, nobody was there. And then I was like, I couldn't leave. So I was like stuck in the woods to find my own way. So I started walking, and I don't know if I was walking in the right direction or not because it felt like somebody was trying to guide me to go in a different direction, but I, I kept walking in the direction I was going. Then I ended up inside the entire chapel. When I was in the chapel, I saw a bunch of old friends from school, just a bunch of, old, a bunch of people I went to school with, middle school, and... When I saw them, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so beautiful. Like, look at y'all now. Like, I'm 24, about to be 25 this year. And when I looked at them, I was just like, look at y'all now. Like, I just remember us, like, carrying our books to class and stuff like that. And just look at y'all. Like, y'all, a few of them about to be married you know, raising families, doing other stuff in their life. And I was just so happy to be around normal, a sense of, a sense of normalcy. And I think I really just crave that right now. I crave a sense of normalcy more than like what I've been dealing with lately. Lately, I've just been dealing with like, you know, Whatever it is I'm going through, which it feel like just like a lot of attention and, you know, responsibility. But just being around them, I was just like, wow, you know, look at y'all. I'm not even thinking about myself, you know, because I don't want to put the focus on me. But it feel like if I put the focus on me, everybody's like, look at you, like, look at you know, the people you got behind you all the time, you know, look at what you're doing, you know, look at you. And I'm just like, I don't want to think about that. I don't want to even consider that, you know. I want to feel like what it would be like, what I thought it would be like in middle school when I thought 10 years later when I reconnect with the people I went to middle school and elementary school and high school with, you know. And all I know is I was placing, I was I was just in this place of, you know, what I used to dream about when I was a kid. See, I didn't used to dream about marriage and building a family. I did used to dream about building a family, but I didn't used to put so much on that more than I used to put on, like, what about later when we all reconnect? 
and we are adults and we really look at each other's lives and we look at what we become and where will I be? I never put too much on that. I just accepted whatever I'm going to be at. I'm still going to be so happy and so like, I don't know. It's just a sense of love. I don't know what it is. It's just, oh my gosh, I love it so much, but just a sense of like who we are now, how far we've grown, how far we've come, what we're doing in our lives. I've always wanted that. I look back and I mean, I just, I feel pressure lately about, you know, girls who've been dreaming about marriages their whole life. Not that I feel pressured by them, but I just feel pressure like, you know, pressure on like, having prepared for these moments and just dreaming about these moments and not really doing that my whole life. I really wasn't thinking about, you know, marriage, who I would marry and what that would be like for me because I wanted to leave that in God's hands, you know, because I look around me and if I ever wanted to, you know, start planning, I feel like I would have made a mistake I would have started planning and thinking about and considering all the wrong things. And I feel like God knew me better than I knew myself or knew who I would be. So I left that in God's hands. And now I'm in this place where it's like, it feels like it's being brought up a little more, but it's not that I put the pressure on myself, just like I never did before. It's just, it's being brought up and I'm never going to put the pressure on myself about that. I'm never going to, you know. Whenever that come to pass, I want it to be whatever it's going to be, what the way that God intended it to be. I'm going to look to God. I'm going to ask him, you know, is this what you intended for me? And I'm going to go in the way he guides me. I'm never going to put the pressure on it. I'm never going to make plans for that. You know? But I don't want to say never because that's almost making plans, saying you're never going to do something. So it's not even that. It's just like I'm just, I don't know. I don't get I don't get nothing out of that, really. I won't say nothing. I just don't, I don't live for that or think about that a lot. But I did live for, I won't say live for, but I did think about a lot and really place a special part of my heart a special place in my heart I put, you know, for like reunions, you ever watch TV shows or you see pictures or whatever of people reconnecting years later after graduation, graduation from high school or middle school, whatever, they reconnect with those individuals. And it's always, you know, the pressure of what will they think of me now? And look, you know, look at my life, what I've done since high school or you know, the difference in me from who I was. And I've always, you know, loved that because I always said to myself, no matter who I am, I'm always going to love that reconnection because you just see how far you've come. You see, you know, who you used to be versus who you are. And it's not even about a big change, but the change is accepted. I've always accepted and embraced that change. What, Whatever you are, whoever you are, or have become, like, I just love it. Like, I don't know. I love that. I love that. 
But if I'm being serious, I've always considered the fact that when I get there, I'm probably going to be the one that's like, you know, real, real known now, real popular, real, I don't even want to say that because that's not my intention. It's just, you look at my life and you're like, wow, look at all you've done, you know? And it's like, yeah. And it's not even about that. It's, it wasn't about proving that. It was never about being that for you, but for me. And even if I never have become that, despite whatever is going on around me, I just always knew. I just always knew. I always felt it. You know, I talked about in previous episode how I used to practice my autograph on my notebooks in class because I knew one day I was going to be writing my autograph for people. And I, I remember God telling me, like, you need to keep up with these notebooks that you're writing your autograph on because one day they're going to be worth so much money. And I thought of Tupac. What would Tupac's notebook be worth, you know, from middle school and high school as opposed to who he is now, millions of dollars, you know, and mine's going to be worth so much more. I used to think about stuff like that, but I used to not put too much on it because it's not about that. It's just about being who you intended to be. It's just about not even you. It's about being who God intended you to be. So I used to practice my autograph and God used to be the one encouraging me like, Okay, so you're going to be famous one day? All right, so start practicing your autograph. And when I used to practice my autograph, I used to write it so perfectly and so pretty, trying to get it so pretty. And he was like, no, practice writing that fast. Because what you don't understand is these NBA players, these football players, these NFL players, these um, athletes and these artists, you know, when they write their autograph, it have to be perfect every single time. And, you know, well, they don't have to be perfect every single time, but they have to look like almost identical because people are paying attention to that. Like, because when it comes to fakes and, you know, imitations, people are looking for the real thing. So it have to look realistic. But also at the same time, you have to be able to write it in seconds because you're going to have millions of people or not millions, but you're going to have a bunch of people, millions, but overall, but you're going to have a bunch of people around you wanting autographs within seconds of you going into an event or going into different places or, you know, you're not going to have a lot of time to sit up there and like write it. You're going to have to be able to write it fast on a bunch of different things at all times, you know? So I used to practice that and I remember practicing writing my autograph within seconds. And I have a whole notebook. I had a, a few notebooks where I just practiced it on pages just a million times trying to get it right. And I never could get it quite right, you know, and I felt like I f always felt a burning on my heart. Like, you know, somebody going to get my autograph and it's going to be all sloppy or it's going to be all, you know, weird looking. And what if they try to go sell it? Because I want them to be able to get their money for that when it's worth a lot of money. It's not even about me, you know, wanting the, you know, credit for that. It's just about like. I know it's going to be worth money, and if somebody want to sell it for money, I want them to get their top dollar. I just can't. I don't know how I think about stuff like that. But, you know, I used to think about that, and I used to think, like, you got to do it for them. You got to do it for the people who, 
you know, really care about that or just somebody who going to sit there for hours and look at your signature, analyzing it and care so much, no matter what it looked like, really. But just make it look like, you know, the signature that most people going to get, you know, because somebody going to come imitating your signature and when it come down to it, you know, you don't want them looking at the signature like, is this real? Is this, you know, they know it's real, but like, just in case it matters. And God put this on my heart. God put this on my heart because I had, I used to ask God, like, I don't know what this is like. I don't know what it's like for somebody to, you know, cherish a, cherish a signature from somebody they truly love. Not that it's idolatry or anything, but it's just the fact that you're inspirational. They look up to you. And, you know, when I look back on this, I realize this is the makings of who I am and who I'm going to be. I don't care what nobody say. That's what it is. I've always known it, but, you know, God definitely pay attention to detail. And he prepared me. He's always been preparing me. Not that this little stuff matter when it really come down to it. Because I, I spent a lot of time worrying about what about the people who just didn't get the opportunity to practice, you know? Do they signatures somehow mean less? Absolutely not. They signatures mean exactly what it means. It's messy. It's, you know, unrecognizable, whatever. It's still what it is. So it's not me feeling better than anybody but it's just I think back on these things and I realize that they all made a big difference. And it means something. But, you know, <laughs> it's amazing how I used to just, how God used to just guide me through this stuff. And I used to, I remember just asking, like, God, can you give me some type of information, anything on, like, what it's like to really be filling out signatures like this, you know, and trying your best for your fans because they really believe in you and wanting them to have, like, you know, an authentic experience from you. Whether it be a two-second autograph that you just had, you had to rush for them, it don't matter. It means so much to them. I just want you to be in everything. And God was just like, you know, guiding me. I feel like I had a conversation with a athlete, I don't know if it was an NBA player or an NFL player, but it was, I think it was a baseball player, to be quite honest with you. It was a few of them, though. It's like God gave me a direct reaction with them, and they were talking about how even when I was a kid, I look back on this, I didn't see this at the time, but I look back on this, and I know that's what it was now because I'm being, a lot of stuff is being confirmed now. You know, you got to believe in yourself. You got to because, you know, when you believe in you, that's God believing in you. And if you don't believe him, you know, then it, it just ain't going to be what it should be. You got to believe him. When you believe him, that's what it is. It's not that whether you believe him or not, it's not going to come to pass. Like I said, there's people who haven't prepared for this and they still, it's still what it is. But, you know, regardless, like that stuff it's for a reason. You get these feelings. You know this stuff. It's for a reason. But all I know is, like, 
you know, I feel like I had conversations with a few of them and they were just like, you know, it's, you know, you have to practice making it look the same every time and being able to do it in a matter of seconds, milliseconds even. So I practiced writing real fast on a few pieces of paper, like a million different times. And, you know, overall, I practiced that for years, which is so crazy. But it got to the point where I'm like, all right, I got it. It don't got to be perfect. I I remember just studying this. I remember just looking at my mom's signature, looking at other people's signatures and analyzing it. And I know all this for a reason now. Because I see it. It's manifesting. But God is bringing this all to pass. But regardless of any of that, you know, I just remember looking at my classmates and I didn't want to make it about me. And they say, you know, look at you, look at what you're doing. I'm like, no, look at you, you know, because regardless of if I was in this position or if I was in a everyday position, like, you know, just anybody, you know, just raising a, a suburban family in a suburban home and with no attention at all it's I still would have seen this experience and I still would embrace this experience as top tier like it's it's just what if it's just what it feel like for me and I thought about do that matter to the people around you regardless like the people who's really on that you know level and the people who not do it matter it don't matter. It's about what it mattered to me. And so it means so much to me. And, like, I just had a vision of me, like, sitting at different tables with different people. And I'm just, like, you know, me just getting, like, a whole background of how life been for them. And I just feel so fulfilled. I feel so fulfilled by God. Like, I love him so much. I'm so thankful. Like, I could cry happy tears because he know. He know. You know, the stuff that I crave, the stuff that I am longing for, the things that I really need. You know, he knows this stuff. Like I'm, you know, crying out to him for years. Like, God, why ever experience this? And, you know, he knows exactly when, what, you know, God's timing is always perfect. I love him for it. Other than the people that, you know, I'm, I, grew up, I grew up with that was there. I also noticed a lot of people in college, you know, I'm still 20. I'm only 20. I'm only about to be 25. So, you know, a lot of people in my age are still in college. You know, a lot of them have graduated years ago, a few years ago. But a lot of them are still in college depending on, you know, what type of degree they're trying to get. So it was a lot of people like that. And then it was people who was raising families, people who are, you know, getting married, you know, raising children, etc. It's a lot of that stuff. And it's beautiful. I love to see it. And then... That's when, on the second half of things, I was experiencing a lot of celebrities. I saw Mary J. Blige and Scrappy and, you know, um, Lil' Kim was on the, like, roster. But I see her and then all these other celebrities that was there. And it was like, it, it lasted for hours. It lasted for hours. I came in and out of my sleep or in and out of these visions. And it lasted for hours. And I know what this is. I know what it is. You know, I love it. I appreciate God for everything. But, you know, I, I in my heart, I can't lie. It's something I'm battling and dealing with. 
It's like, are you idolizing your personal relationships, your, you know, everyday relationships over these celebrity relationships? You know, because usually people idolize the celebrity relationships and say that these personal relationships don't really mean nothing or didn't mean, didn't mean anything to them at this point because they, they got to this point now. But it's the same thing. If you idolize your personal normal relationships over celebrity relationships or whether you idolize the celebrity relationships over your normal relationships, it's the same thing. It's idolatry all the same. And you can't say, like, I'm the type of person to idolize normal relationships instead of these celebrity relationships. It's all the same. These celebrities are normal people. Whether they, you know, take into account your personal lifestyle and how you grew up, it don't matter. Whatever relationship you idolize, it matters to God. So... I'm considering it and I'm saying to myself, I got to work on that because in a way I am idolizing the people I grew up with a little more because they bring me a sense of normalcy. They remind me of who I've always been and who I am. And I feel like that means so much more than whatever I can come into or whatever, you know, favor God shows on my life. And that's not fair, you know? Even though God is reminding me, a lot of these people, they idolize these celebrity relationships when you're not. It don't matter. You know, it's all the same. You don't idolize anything but God. But it's like I can't help but to get excited and get so happy, like happy tears about, you know, a reminder of who I was and how far I've come. And to see all these different individuals that, you know embody that and kind of like you know are the representation of that you know them seeing me and it's not even about look at who I am now it's just about look at who we all are now like it's beautiful I love it I could cry forever about it but it lasted for hours and I'm I'm just so grateful to God I'm just so grateful to God not because of anything superficial just because of, you know, the fact that he knows my heart's desires and he is fulfilling my heart's desires for staying faithful to him. I'm so thankful for him, you know. He knows me better than anything or anybody. And I know that he's going to provide regardless of how I feel, even though I still feel like I'm in a place where I am alone and I am, you know, held to such a standard and have so much responsibility and it feels like you know I'm so pressured but I love God for what he gives me when he gives me it I love him he's perfect but I didn't get to talk about that I wanted to talk about that you know I could cry happy tears forever like I said like man forever and I I remember around this time and even throughout my life never ever expecting to ever understand the feeling of happy tears every time I used to see people crying so-called happy tears I always felt like they are lying they faking it and it is a such thing as that being real so I think that's that feeling more than anything the realization that like you know, that exists and is real and it can happen for you is the biggest transformation more than anything and everything I'm going through. God is, you know, placed such he's transformed me in such a way that I can see life in a new light 
where I used to think that people crying happy tears was faking because I feel like it never truly exists. Being so happy that you cry for real because you're that happy, it never exists because you, you look around in your life and you see how, you know, impossible certain situations are. Fantasies and fairy tales, that stuff don't exist, you know? And then, like, it just being, your life just being so happy, like or or different things happening for you that you never expected to ever come to pass for you and you being able to cry happy tears like that because you can't believe this is happening like you just that amazed transformed happy like I love it I love it and I feel like this is a message from God it's a message from God what he's saying is there are no limitations on me you know and know that 